You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. Knicks lose 125-116. We will be previewing this Cavs game in just a few minutes. But first, a new name is being linked to the New York Knicks ahead of this February 9th trade deadline. Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype says the Knicks and Bucks have, have had conversations centered around Grayson Allen. Scotto says the Knicks have expressed interest in Allen while shopping Cam Reddish to Milwaukee. Scotto notes that Allen has been linked to trade talks involving Evan, Eric Gordon of the Rockets and Jay Crowder of the Phoenix Suns. And it's more likely he'd be put in the trade for those guys than a trade with the Knicks for uh, Cam Reddish. But before we even get into whether or not this is realistic, do you like the Knicks uh, targeting someone like Grayson Allen? Oh, yeah. I mean, Allen's a good player. He's a he's a good quality role player um, on a good team, you know, and, and has been a winner his whole career. A um, bit of a knucklehead, some, you know, the, the questionable ethical fouls, et cetera. But right. dude's a starter on a team that uh, I think will probably, you know, if not the championship favorites, the second, third, whatever the case might be. Um, it started 40 games this year for that club. Um, and if, if you're moving them, started 61 out of the, you know, 66 games last year. If you're moving them out, for a, if you're trading a quality NBA starter on a good team for a player that can't get minutes on an average at best team, um, it's right. a, it's a no brainer. Um, I don't see any reason why the Bucks would consider it unless the Knicks are, you know, obviously you assume the Knicks are throwing in some second round sweeteners. Um, the only other uh, thing that would make sense from my end is that the, you know, the, the Bucks management has an order from the top down. Let's cut the payroll. Um, exactly. This will only cut about 2 million off the, off the, Bucks cap, but that would save about seven million dollars in total and luxury spending and and and, and payroll. Um, maybe that's the issue. Uh, maybe that's the the motivation behind the deal. But uh, my assumption is they they want they would obviously prefer to get you know the Eric Gordons or you know a, a, a upgrade from from Grayson Allen. If the worst case scenario they can't pull it, pull the trigger on one of those deals, they have the Knicks in their back pocket, and we can unload and shave some salary. Um, and bringing Cam Reddish, hopefully, you know, you know, um, he he can knock down some shots and and defend. So it's you know, it's not a crazy trade by the Bucks, but if I'm Giannis, I don't want to trade Grayson Allen for Cam Reddish, who's a who's a wild card versus a guy that's um, you know played big games at Duke, played big playoff games. I know I can count on in Grayson Allen. I don't I don't see that. And 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 every year you have Giannis, you're is a win now year. So it would really be you know penny wise, pound foolish for the Bucks. I don't I don't see it happening, but certainly something for the Knicks to consider. Allen would be a great addition, uh, not a great addition, an upgrade over over their current rotation and, and provide some rest for their their guys up front, which would be beneficial. Yeah, I would really like Grayson Allen on this team. I mean, as a person who I won't call myself a Duke hater, but someone who doesn't root for Duke, uh, I've often at times uh, rooted against Grayson Allen throughout his career. And I do think his antics are, you know, they, they do speak to his character. I do think that he's kind of like, uh, Let's just say a guy who likes to, you know, mix it up. I don't know. I don't want to say dirty player, but he's a, he's a guy who who plays on an edge. That's probably the best yes. way I can put it. And 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 because of that, I think sometimes that runs a little out of control. And we've seen guys um, get tripped. We've seen guys get injured, like what happened to Caruso last season. So um, I don't necessarily want those antics, but do I like the 40% from three? Yes. Do I like his ability to defend? Yes. Do I like his ability to get out in open court? Yes, I think that he could hit clutch shots. We saw that already this season at Madison Square Garden. So, like, I, I think in many ways he would be a really solid addition to this Knicks team. And if you only if you only give up Cam Reddish, I would I would I would send the Uber for Cam Reddish to the airport. No like, brainer. 
Alan, yeah. two, two years in a row now was a 45 40 90 guy no not 50 40 45 40 90 that's that's rare that you can get a, a wing like that in the nba yeah exactly and and cam reddish is not contributing now look watching that game on sunday it was nauseating to see evan fournier get you know those minutes knowing that he was giving them nothing and uh, to me it's like i don't know why cam reddish just why he's even suiting up like why don't they just send him home at this point why isn't he a jake Crowder situation because anybody uh, you know, didn't earn their minutes uh, in that game. It was definitely Evan Fournier. But, like, if you can get a guy who can actually contribute that's been starting and you offload a guy who you don't want to play at all, I mean, that's a win. I don't I don't see any downside to that. And I think that the Knicks were smart to explore that. I think it's highly unlikely that this happens because, as you mentioned, the only thing, only benefit for the, for the Bucks really is your shaving salary. Like, I can't imagine the Knicks are going to, include a first round pick in the trade like this so uh okay maybe get a second rounder maybe get a couple um and then okay you shave a little bit of salary maybe cut some of that luxury tax payments that you're making unless that's coming from the owner and it's a mandate maybe but even then i almost wonder if they could still do better and and i you know i don't know what every other uh team or a team situation is but there may be a cheaper player out there uh where they can get a guy who can contribute a lot more than cam reddish i think would for milwaukee so I don't understand for Milwaukee. I don't think it's that realistic, but I think the Knicks exploring this is smart. I think that was an absolute smart play because they know this is a team that probably isn't in, enthralled with, with being in the luxury tax. Yeah, that, that would be the only explanation for me. And again, I would assume um, that, they, that they'll that they be able to find a, a better fit uh, if, if they're willing to trade Allen. Because, you know, Allen on a relatively affordable contract is a, is a net positive player. So I don't see any reason. That, you know, There are other teams that w- would be willing to take him on, if n- if for no other reason, just to flip him this offseason or, or, you know, in a part of a three-way um, that would be able to facilitate a deal um, that, would I, that would either c- cut more salary savings for the Bucs um, or – you know, result in the Bucks getting a better player back than Allen. So again, I, I wouldn't anticipate Grayson Allen being a Nick if all the Knicks have to give up is, is reddish and maybe some second rounders. How confident are you that the Knicks will make a trade that is beyond just selling off someone like Cam Reddish or Evan Fournier? Like do you how I guess my question is like how confident are you that the Knicks will make a trade that is meant to kind of improve the roster, improve the rotation as is? Uh, I think they will try to do so, but again, you got to be careful. The ceiling this year is, you know, maybe, you know, winning a couple games in the first round or getting out of the play-in tournament, um, mm-hmm. you know, other for other than morale of, of Nick fans and, you know, giving us something to talk about in March, April. And, you know, you know, again, part of their plan is kind of trending in the right direction. So if, and when the player demands a trade, um, you know, so they, they're certainly to do so, but the, the, an important factor to, to weigh and then, and to their credit, Leon Rose and company have been, you know, have, have stuck to this plan is not giving up draft capital for a short-sighted move. Um, so I think they'll, they'll obviously be active in and around the trade deadline. They have guys they'd prefer to move, uh, in Fournier, Rose and Reddish. Um, you know, Fournier has that extra year on his deal, making him more difficult to move. Um, but again, as part of a three-way deal where they facilitate salary, um, they obviously have seven first rounders that they can part with. I, 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 you know, I, I, again, in the right situation for the right player under contract, um, you know, we'll see, you know, the Lakers just this afternoon made a move for Rui Hachimura only had to give up a few second rounders. I don't understand why Washington would part ways with, with Hachimura. Um, but it just goes to show you that if you're, you know, there are 
there are players that are, you know, on the borderline of rotations that, you know, other teams can view as upgrades um, over guys like Fournier, Rose, and Reddish who can't get consistent minutes on an average Knicks team. Yeah, and it's funny because, like, we, here we go again with, like, the Knicks trying to offload guys with a year left on their contract. Like, last year it was Alec Burks that they were trying to give away. And the word was that, oh, we signed out versus this, like, kind of bargain, bargain deal. Like, he'll be easy to get off of. And sure enough, they it was impossible to get off of Alec Burks' deal. They had to wait until the draft. And they had to give, they had to give like, four first-round picks, uh, including that deal with um, with Kevin Walker to, to get off of it. Like, um, and now we're in the same position with Fournier, where it's like, okay, this is a contract that you thought when you signed. Oh, it's not too bad. Well, now here we are a year later, and it's impossible to get off this deal. So... <laughs> The best case scenario for the Knicks, and, and we've said this during winning streaks, we've said this during losing streaks, we've said this during another winning streak, we'll say this again during the current losing streak. I, the best case scenario might be trading Randall at a sell high price. Um, because again, you kind of know your ceiling, you know, with this team and him as a focal point of the franchise, um, it's only so high they can get. So if they could, um, you know, kind of rework the roster and create cap space and, and or bring in youngsters and or, you know, in, increase their, their, their draft capital stock, um, you know, that's something they should explore. I don't think they will. Um, but that to me would be kind of the most interesting development if they actually explored what they could get for Randall right now, because I'd be fascinated to see what, what other teams would be willing. And there are, the, uh, the season is way up in the air, you know, like, yeah. um, I just saw the, I, I, right on Twitter, I saw before we hopped on the four teams left, uh, you know, the four NFL teams left are like plus two, three sixty to plus 400. I, you know, the closest there, the, the least variance in, in terms of betting, you know, odds going into the, the uh, final four weekend in, in NFL, you know, less 20 years or something like that. I think I could see a case where you could make um, that the top eight teams, you know, after the first round of the playoffs um, remaining in each conference, you can make a strong case for any of them advancing the final. So there's going to be a trade that's, you know, the team feels, all right, this is our year. We can, if we swing a yeah. deal for the right player, we might be able to make a move and, and might Randall entice a team like that yeah and it's it's i think why i agree it's extremely unlikely because it's this this front office is committed to remaining competitive while also not mortgaging their future so i think they're going to say well we can't remain competitive without randall and they're probably right about that with the way randall's been playing but when you do look at these next two weeks it is going to be interesting because like the stand, like i'm not wishing for the bottom to fall out but could the bottom fall out? Yes, you mentioned Cleveland, Boston, Brooklyn, Miami, the Clippers, Philly, all on this stretch prior to the trade deadline. They have yep. a game and mixed in with the Lakers and a game mixed in with Orlando. Those are the only games you say, okay, Knicks should handle those teams. Besides that, all extremely difficult games left on the schedule before the trade deadline. They lose seven out of, you know, five out of seven or however many, six out of eight or whatever. And now you're talking about a team that's, you know, in 10th. And, and, and now you're three games below 500, like, and Randall's still playing well and he's still putting up big numbers. I I, I wonder, I forget if the Knicks are, are looking to make a trade. I want the team start calling the Knicks saying, hey, this is where you are in the standings. And, you know, where Phoenix, where one of these teams, yes. we think we can still win a championship. Like, what are you willing to give up for Julius Randall? That's what I'm saying. I think another team could be like, listen, we're a piece away right. from being the best team in the conference or the second, you know, like to making a legit. And there are four teams, five teams, you know, like that could say that to themselves. Like if we get a player that can average 20, 10 and five for us for the second half of the season and then in the playoffs, like we could be a push. And the other thing relatedly is 
it's pretty clear now, and today's a good day to talk about it. Obi cannot, as long as the head coach and the power forward are here, Obi Toppin has no place in New York. You know, for, for mm-hmm. it, it just it's it's clear at this point. There's just that yeah. he can't survive with 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 that with that that trio. All three of them together are not going to coexist successfully. For all three of them to thrive, one of them has to be moved sooner or later. Um, you know, maybe that's the coach getting fired after the season. Maybe that's Randall demanding a trade at you know at the at the end of the season. Maybe that's Obi saying, "Listen, enough is enough, guys. Either play me or trade me." And and another team swoops in and buy lows on top and um, either in February or prior to the draft. Um, but again, especially considering the Knicks, um, that Obi Toppin will be extension eligible in, in four months from now. Um, it, I just don't see a scenario in which all three of those guys are on the on the Knicks roster, Randall, Toppin, and Tibbs. Yeah, and it's probably... At, at, the, at, the, start of, at the start of the next season, I mean. I just don't see yeah, how right. all three guys are still around. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's kind of crazy because in many ways, Knicks have been lucky that Toppin is a high-character guy. I mean, he yes. could have made waves and made issues with the way the season has gone and he hasn't and and that's credit to him but yeah i think you're right I, it's funny you mentioned like one of them has to go including the coach potentially because like maybe maybe another coach comes in here and, and looks at this and says hey look we got to find a way to get obi top and randall together and we're gonna actually commit to it and i'm still not convinced that it absolutely cannot work i'm not agreed convinced that. Uh, agreed you know, i'm not like i'm not convinced that that you couldn't play those two guys together and find those guys minutes but you know you're and, right. And, this coach and, doesn't want to do it, so it's never. And I'm also, and I'm also not convinced Obi's going to be a great NBA player by any means. Right. You know, like we, right. there, there's there's evidence to suggest that he has a lot to untap. There's the potential to untap. Player of the year coming out of college. Last five games of last season, averaging 27, eight, and, and five, and basically relatively meaningless games. That, be, but again, there's also he struggled shooting. He goes through waves. He's defensively, he's not a great player. But we're not going to find out one way or the other here in New York when he goes to Indiana and plays 30 minutes a night. Then we find out what type of player he is. If the Knicks don't feel that he's that type of player, um, then they'll hold on to Randall, and and or they just maybe they feel Randall even that Obi at his best is is not is only an approximation of Randall. So it doesn't make sense to introduce his minutes, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that being said, I just again, I don't, I don't see any way in which they all three can coexist. Uh, you know, both. February 9th is the NBA trade deadline. We will see if the Knicks end up making any. Money.